Hey guys, what up? This is Todd Lamb, CEO of Pure Life Organics. And if you want to create a life with more money, more meaning, and more freedom, you've got to go listen to the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast with my good friend, Xander Fryer. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast. And today on this episode, we've got Todd Lamb, who's a veteran and former law enforcement SWAT officer turned multi-eight-figure entrepreneur who currently serves as the CEO of Pure Life Organics, a health and wellness company dedicated to providing the most transformative and powerful natural organic remedies to nourish and promote a healthy metabolism and bioresponse through proprietary superfood superfood infused teas and natural remedies. Uh, Todd's passion for giving back also led to Pure Life Organics focus on healthy people, healthy planet, which includes committed investments in drone deforestation to save the earth. Todd has also been featured in uh, outlets such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, Flybe, and London Daily. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Uh, Todd digs into you know, how serving in the military force and the police actually served his life and strengthened his ability to become an entrepreneur. Why taking risks faster and putting your feet to the fire is a major, major part of feeling successful and content in life. Why being lost as a new entrepreneur actually led him to getting mentorship and building the systems to build uh, a multi-eight-figure empire. And one of the things that we dig in as well is why if your health isn't a focus of yours, if your health isn't your first goal, you'll never be able to accomplish anything bigger in life. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Uh, and don't forget, we only spread our message, message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. I'll see you in there. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm really excited today for my guest, Todd Lamb. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, Xander. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the invitation. Man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So um, uh, you're the current standing CEO for Pure Life Organics, right? Uh, tell me a bit about your company and what you guys do right now for anybody who doesn't, doesn't know about you guys. Yeah, so we are... Um, First and foremost, we're a health and wellness company. We focus on everything kind of internally to enhance and optimize people's health, uh, as well as externally. So movement, motion, mobility, all those uh, different kind of aspects that can uh, assist people with 
really getting the most out of uh, this kick at the cat, so to speak. Yeah, I love it, man. So obviously you enjoy what you're doing, helping people be healthy. Uh, but let's, let's take it back. How do you, how did you get to this point? Because I know, you know, I, I think a lot of people would want to hear how you went from being, uh, you know, a veteran and a police officer to actually becoming the CEO of a multi eight figure. Is it a multi eight figure? You guys at nine figures yet? I don't know. You're always going. No, we haven't hit. That's a, that's a, that's a different nut to crack. I'll, I'll assure you it's, it's definitely in the goals, but, uh, we haven't cracked that one just yet, but yeah. So um, how, how did you, yeah. How'd you get to this point? Oh, it is the wildest of wild stories, but it really stems, you know, from a desire as a young man uh, that I just knew that I wanted to be in business. Even, you know, as a kid, I was always like running around thinking, oh, I can invent this to to do that, you know. And, and as you start to, to evolve, um, you know, you kind of look for those opportunities as fate would have it, um, you know my life took a completely different track and into, into public service. And, and that was really as a result of becoming a father at a young age, yeah. uh, really feeling compelled to ensure that I had stability and security to support my daughter. Um, so that led me down a track of, of public service service, which I also loved. I was always um, uniquely drawn to uh, military service to community service through police department, uh, that sort of thing. And so, um, after college, I joined the, uh, the military where I served. And once I got out of the military, um, I did a brief stint in commercial diving, but eventually got hired on a police department and, and ended up running a tactical unit, um, there for just about, I mean, all told I was over 20 years public service, but, yeah. uh, retired from policing as the, as a SWAT team leader. And quick, quick question, quick question around that, because I think, and yeah. you and I have talked about this before, but as, you know, as an entrepreneur now, you know, my story being, I was in the air force, uh, I was in air force ROTC. I, I literally had my pilot slot, my plans to become a fighter pilot in the air force. I got a DUI, yeah. I got kicked out. You know, you and I talk about this all the time. Um, yeah. But, you know, for me, you know, people always say like, oh, like, aren't you so much happier? You have so much more freedom and control in your life now. And you've built this, you know, this little mini empire and you're growing it. I'm like, I, I do love my life, but there's a part of me that kind of like you mentioned, always does miss having the opportunity to serve in, in the military. It and is. I, it, yeah. It's just a, it, it really is uh, just in some people's DNA to serve, uh, whether it's your country and, and with that pride and, and belief in that ideal and what, what you, uh, believe your country stands for, or it's a community and the values that you, you share with that community with respect to, um, law and order and justice and serving, um, that community in a way that, that allows those, uh, people to flourish in a very safe environment and, and being that, that pillar and contributing to the betterment of that society within that framework. And, and some people are just deeply compelled. And I, I, I knew it, you know, if, if, if I wasn't going to run business, which I knew nothing about at that age, I was going to serve publicly. And, and, you know, um, my first real love was, um, the law and, and I really wanted to become a lawyer, but it turns out I'm not the best student in the world. <laughs> and, so, and so, uh, you know, I didn't have the marks to, uh, to get into law school. And so, 
uh, I just went to to college instead of uh, you know in in uh, general studies and uh, focused on law enforcement and and uh, criminology and that kind of stuff and and um, headed down that route. Yeah, amazing, man. So, well, first of all, thank you for your service. Um, oh, even, appreciate even that. if it was in Canada, not the United States, I will still say. Thank whoa, you. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we, we share good history, Paul. We do share good history. Um, yeah. So you you serve for about twenty years, um, and then and then what happens? What? Why this transition? What happened? So that was the thing, and and I kind of blame one of our mutual friends, Craig Ballantyne, for this. Um, I feel like he's at the root of a lot of people's issues in transformation and entrepreneurship, isn't he? Yeah, for all the good that he does, he's he's borderline evil, I suspect. And if you kind of look at at him, you know, really kind of pushing you along to do these things. Um, you know, I stumbled a- across Craig. At, so, man, it's such a weird history. But um, when I was uh, training for tactical and, and to get on the team, I hired a personal trainer um, who had worked with Craig and, and I was having these discussions or telling this guy, you know, Hey, you should think about doing this in, in a way. And he's like, yeah, I heard about this guy, Craig Ballantyne that led to, you know, understanding this whole process, you know, and the ability to sell things on the interweb, which I I think I still had dial up back then, but (laughs) um, you know, he, he, he really was, uh, um, you know, a visionary in that respect. And so, we started trying to do some of the things that he did and uh, doing that as a, you know, as a part-time gig, but starting to see, you know, get a little bit of traction and starting to get around these guys and, and always staying in observance of what they were doing. Yeah. And then trying my first kick at it in as a part-time thing in, in 2007, uh, I finally launched a program with a, with a trainer uh, right. around mixed martial arts uh, it, it did okay. Um, you know, but there were a lot of components, a lot of things that were not well understood, but I just continued, uh, to crack at it. And then as I started to progress through tactical and, and SWAT and, um, running that team and the importance of fitness to people's health and, and success on the job as it was, uh, related to their health, you know, everything's continuously pointed back. And so, uh, I, I really started to take some leaps and bounds in terms of investing in myself, uh, yeah. going to these masterminds and really that's where kind of everything broke wide open. And so around 2014, you, you kind of you mentioned, you know, it's about like putting yourself in that environment. Totally, totally. You know, um, you can, you can read and listen and do all the things like we're doing here. And, and really my hope would be, uh, people would come away from this this discussion today and feel motivated and feel like, hey, I can do this because honestly, anybody can do it. But putting yourself in that environment, going out to when when Xander says, hey, I'm running a mastermind, you need to get to that thing. That is what cracked it wide open when, when Craig's running his event. Um, you know, you need to get there. And I finally and, you know, as a as a cop and, and anybody who's on the job will tell you, you're not making bank. You know, I didn't have a ton of dough. I had to stretch myself uh, probably too much, um, you know, too much. So to get to these events, but 
I am telling you, I it's, it's, it's funny you bring that up because like, off, I know? think every time I talk to a successful entrepreneur, part of their journey is I probably stretched myself too thin or I probably, oh. I probably went too far or I probably spent too much, <laughs> right? Like I wouldn't do that again. Like don't follow what I did, right? Yeah. But like- Oh no, I'm, I'm the guy that says- Follow what I did. <laughs> do it. Yeah, do it. Oh man. Because if you if you don't put your feet to the fire a little bit and you're not yeah. hungry and you're not like, who, what what did I do? And it wakes you up at night, um, then you know, you 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 probably haven't uh haven't pushed yourself far enough. Yeah. But you need to you need to be mindful of that pain. Now there's some guys that there are aspects of what I've done that I would say, yeah, don't do that. Um, because it's a waste of time and money, you know, like learning how to code websites and, and all that stuff that, that I spent time doing that I just wouldn't do back, you know, today. And, and, and the world obviously has moved on from, from those kinds of things. But, um, yeah, for taking a risk, you know, growing up in a family that was very risk adverse, um, my parents were accountants, you know, uh, that, that grew up on a farm that said, put your money away, you know, don't just enjoy your job, toe the line, get your pension, uh, retire happy, you know, but yeah, I, I just wasn't that guy. I, I always felt like as I, as I started to progress through my career, I felt like there was a lot more out there that I could reach a lot more people. Uh, and I just, you know, the same way I felt compelled to serve was the exact same, if not more so was my desire to run business in a in a an area that was contributing to people's health and well-being. Yeah. So so you now you now have this desire, you're getting around the right masterminds, you're getting around the right people. Uh yeah. what what happens next? Who? So 2014 I went to uh, Vince Del Monte's mastermind and uh I met my business partner and he we we talked about um you know who and I say I met my business partner. I went there knowing nobody. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I had a lunch with a guy and he, he'd he been kind of in the space, the more tactical minded, um, you know, these fitness programs that that had a bit of uh, an, an undercurrent to people who'd been in a life of service and then had moved to to sort of the health and mindset aspect of uh, what the service could do and, and how to train your body as a result. And he's like, yeah, I've, I've done something. We should uh, talk. We ended up talking uh, over six month period, built this program, launched it. And then it, you know, life started changing and fast, you know, it, I mean, things don't happen overnight. I've been playing in the, in, in the space for a long time. Yeah. But when we launched, um, you know, it was, it was one of the, the types of things that rarely happens is when you get a hit out of the gate, when it, you know, back then with these digital, uh, muscle and fitness, weight loss type products, um, more of them fail than succeed. But this one happened to succeed. Um, things just went crazy. Like I was, you know, suddenly, um, you know, making a lot of money online that I'd never made. And it was getting exciting. Uh, and, and then my police department who didn't care, I mean, and, and even to back that up in order to run a business as a police officer, you need permission. Yeah. And so I had, had permission from the department, uh, to sell health and fitness programs and, and, uh, mixed martial arts programs 
online. Nobody cared because we weren't making any money. Well, yeah. then when we made money and, and people started to talk about it, and God knows how they even found out um, about how well it was doing. I guess it's just because it word started to spread. Yeah. Um, you know, they they told me to shut it down. And, and that's when I had to make a decision about right. who it was that I wanted to become, how many people I wanted to reach. And that was, that was scary, man. Like I, you know, I was, I was making over uh, six figures a year. I had a guaranteed pension. That's probably worth a couple million bucks. Um, you know, seven, $8,000 a month guaranteed on retirement. Uh, and I walked from it because I, I felt that um, I had, I was capable of more and uh, yeah decided to believe in, in my own ability to, to be successful. And so and I, think I, I stepped that's, away. I think that's really big there, right? Like you bet on yourself and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people hear about people stepping away from six figure jobs and things like that. Like, you know, that's yeah. what I did, but you also walked away from the pension as well. Right. Yep. So, yeah. so you walked away from a lot of money. And, <laughs> totally. and I think that's, yeah. I think that's something to be really conscious of. Like you, yeah. you chose purpose in, in the face of a lot of fear and a lot of like, monetary like benefit you basically said no i have to pursue this thing yeah there it's golden handcuffs right and and i i i was not unhappy in my job i would catch bad guys all day yeah. long it's fun you yeah. know when when well, it was when people... it was something that was very aligned with you as a person totally totally yeah. you know um the uh I, as, as I mentioned earlier, I felt compelled to do good in my community. And, and I like people who are wreaking havoc uh, in a community. I like taking them, taking them off the street and, um, you know, it, but I just, again, I, I, I felt compelled. And when, when it really boiled down to, uh, you know, it's time to make a decision, I had to ask myself, how far do I think I can reach with doing good? And, and law enforcement and, and serving the public is one component of, of service. But serving people who uh, need to get healthy, who it's about their quality of life and whose yep. life, you know, their lives otherwise are um, not enjoyable to be able to transform those lives and then do it on an exponential level. Uh, it doesn't even come close. Like policing's fun, but it's not even doesn't even come close to yeah. to what we're doing now, for sure. Oh, that's amazing, man. So, uh, so you're forced into this situation of having to make a decision, and I take yeah. it you made the decision to pursue the route of entrepreneurship. <laughs> so, talk Did. talk me through those initial few months of of you know really getting going full time. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's funny because I lived such a life of structure where it was, I knew what I was doing and when yep. my workouts were happening, da, 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 you know, um, to the day when I left, um, I woke up and, and I was, uh, I was clueless. I didn't, I talked <laughs> to the, to my business partner or, or weekly meeting. I'm like, I literally don't know what to do every day. I mean, aside from kind of, you know, doing, you know, the, the, the bare minimum, I suppose that we needed to do to facilitate the business. I really didn't understand business at that yeah. point. I, I didn't learn it in school. Nobody taught me about, you know, this is how businesses run. This is the structure you need. These are the things I did not. Yeah. I talked to my account. I didn't know how to pay myself. I had no yeah. clue. Zero. Sounds, I'm like, sounds like even, even the very basics of like, uh, you know, like, I don't even know what, like, 
what what to do first in my day like what time should i be waking up at cuz like I, these if you think about it these are the things that are dictated for you since you're about sure. like whatever year old and you start going to school right it's yeah. like waking yeah. up at a certain time is dictated for you like you have to yeah. be up at 6:30 or 7 to make it to your you know get dressed have breakfast and make it to class by 7:45 or whatever i don't know totally. it's been a while since i went to school clearly um <laughs> But like you, you didn't even know what time to wake up, really, right? Yeah, no, it was it was it was very unsettling uh, um, from that perspective. Kind of unnerving was I, you know, what things did I need to do to uh, foster this thing? How, what was it that I was trying to grow? Had I even really sat down and and figured out those goals uh, in in terms of building a business, you know, and then building myself and in, in my role as a leader, as we started to add people, you know, what was the role of a CEO? What's the role of a COO? What's, you know, what are these various structures? How do I, you know, do a Q1, Q2, you know, annual plan, all of these things. It's so easy when you're in a structured corporation or structure, but that's, yeah. that's all done for you. It's taken care it's too of. Easy, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And you're, you know, you're just going through the motions. It feels good. You know, you're showing up at your office and putting it in, but when you have to write the SOPs, when you have to develop the vision, when you have to implement the structures, it's very, very different. It's, it's, uh, it's a significantly different world. And so, um, you know, from that day, that conversation, it's been, full on learning. And, you know, I go back to, to what we discussed earlier around mentorship and, you know, um, I, I hired Craig before I've gone to his events because I needed to learn structure on my, my own day-to-day things. And I am like, you know, Craig is probably only the person, the only person I know who's more disciplined than I am when it comes to structure. Um, but I just, I didn't know how to focus my energy in, in terms of, um, you know, developing those processes internally myself, right. Yeah. They'd always kind of been there and, and, I, and I rise to that occasion. But when you, you know, when you don't understand it or you, you are unaware, you kind of sink to the level of your, your last training, you know, it, yeah. it's, it, it's not, well, so that, you're not, I, I can't remember. I can't remember who said it. You, you're, your reality doesn't rise to your goals or your vision. It falls to yeah. the structure. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah and so if one, you don't have that in place and you can't create it, like you'll wonder, you'll wonder why you're not getting to where you want. Like you could have these big, crazy, audacious visions and goals, but if you yeah. don't have the structure and the environments and the processes to get you there, shit ain't going to work. Yeah. And, and, uh, so then once, once I kind of got myself squared away in terms of, of planning, uh, then I hired a, a business mentor to teach me all yeah. the things about business because, you know, much like this podcast, the moniker of this podcast, I did not learn it in school and nobody was teaching me and they don't teach you about money and they don't teach you. Um, you know, there's probably a few business classes, but even, even guys who I've talked to who are MBAs are in school for, or in getting their MBAs. They don't do this stuff we do. I was, I was just say, wanted- like, I, I couldn't tell you how many people I've had with MBAs or, uh, you know, like a Harvard business degree or marketing degree or something like that, then come through our program yeah. and be like, oh my God, why didn't they teach us this? Like where yeah. it was like, you, you just taught me this in two weeks. I spent <laughs> years learning none of this, right? Yeah. That's it's pretty amazing. Totally. Um, and it's, 
it it's things like leadership. It's things like communicating uh, effectively with your team. It's it's things like managing uh, or developing the processes, then managing the systems and behind yeah. it. it. You know, it's just um, there's a lot going on. You know, and some people. Uh, I'm a slow learner, it, you know, but once I get it, I get it. And that, yeah. you know, some people are, are gifted in the way they can be taught, but um, theory and practical uh, are, are very, very different animals. That's for sure. Yeah, that's great, man. So you get this business up and running, you focus on the strategy or you focus on the systems to everything to, to really get you guys yeah. rolling. Um, obviously, now you guys are doing very well. And I think rather than digging into a lot of the business stuff, because we do talk a lot about, you know, business and, and strategy and everything on this podcast. I think one of the things that, um, you know, and, and you and I connect on this a lot is what you do with your income that your business now brings in, which is you you do a phenomenal job of giving back, not only in the business itself. I mean, you're you're in yeah. a business of helping keep, keep people healthy and, and uh, you know, live better lives. But then your uh, your income that the business brings in, you guys also do a great job of giving back to the world. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. So our our main focus, um, and and that itself had had an evolution, but our main focus is uh, reforestation, and not just you know going going out and finding companies to plant trees, but companies specifically who are using drones. Uh, to speed that process up so that yeah. it happens in our lifetime. And, and in fact, we um, just signed a deal with Flash Forest to pilot a project here on Vancouver Island where uh, we purchased 100,000 seed pods to uh, plant an entire forest here that we're going to be doing wow. on April 20th, somewhere between April 20th and 28th, which is um, uh, the, the Earth Week um during that period so it'll be really cool to see all the drones That's uh, in these swarms that just come up and they plant this whole field and the germination rate of these pods is exceptionally high and then they you know the monitoring of the forests after the fact so um you know to peel it back to to kind of the beginning we didn't start that way in business we didn't we didn't have we didn't know for sure what it was that we wanted to do yeah we knew that that was an important component first and foremost we started to focus on creating healthy people but as the business itself started to become healthy that's when we started to see an opportunity like hey we can actually do a lot more than than what we're doing yes people are our focus but then we we transitioned to make that healthy people, healthy planet. Let's make sure that these people have a world to live in. How about that one? Oh man. Like, you know, I, I'm not, you're not going to find me chained to a tree anywhere because I, I realize people, you know, need things made of wood. But what I do know is, is what is very typical of, of our race is that we always go a little bit too far. Yeah. We get a little bit over, over the line. Yeah. And so, you know, with drones and drone reforestation, this is this is the first time that technology has really been on that side of the equation. Yeah. Uh, technology has really been focused on rapid harvesting, uh, all of these different ways to get wood to market faster. Um, so now you can come in behind some of these, you know, forest fires and, and yeah. you know, the the. Um, significant logging practices and, and come in and replant these things much quicker. And, 
you know, governments are, are in behind this kind of thing. And, and in some places more so because it just feels good. They aren't actually doing things, but uh, certainly in North America, I know that uh, there is a very significant effort towards reforestation because yeah. of the need for carbon neutralization. And I think this is, you know, th- there's kind of an important lesson here for a lot of people. Maybe you're listening in and you're thinking, you know, oh, you know, who are these entrepreneurs that make multi-millions of dollars? You know, they stuff their pockets with green and, uh, you know, they yeah. line their garages with Lamborghinis and things like that. And the reality is like, you know, these days, like a lot of entrepreneurs that make great money, we're, we're conscious enough to be like, we're saying, hey, like, what are we going to do with this money? I don't, I don't need yeah. five cars. I need one car. Right. And the rest yeah. of this should be going to something that's going to provide uh, good and freedom and everything for my kids and my kids' kids and, and the world at large. Right. Yeah. Money, it, money it, really is a tool for this. To that, you know, like I just can't, I can't underscore it enough. And, and that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, don't create a legacy and don't look after your finances in a way that, that allows you to, to enjoy sort of the fruits of your labor. But Man, if you're not out there transforming lives, and I don't care if it's giving socks to the homeless or or if it's uh, you know feeding uh, families in in uh, impoverished nations, um, you should you you sh- it is your corporate responsibility to be doing something because it you know people are taxed extraordinarily you know middle middle income lower income those areas of, of, uh, the population seemingly continue to be, uh, separate. So however you want to give back, I believe that it, it's the responsibility of corporations, uh, to get out there and make these things happen and happen yeah. in our lifetime and happen in a meaningful way, not a way that just feels good so that you can talk about it, but something that is going to happen, uh, you know, for me, at least within my lifetime so that people, um, you know, can say, Hey, like you, you actually did something here. And, and for me, it can't happen fast enough. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hurdles that, uh, we need to jump over to, to get that pace rolling quicker. But, um, you know, with, with these smart, smart people who are running companies like flash forest companies, like air seed tech companies, like drone seed, uh, I, you know, drone seeds really prolific in California, by the way, they're out replanting. We may, we may all need of... to talk about that. Cause we're, we're planting trees over in Madagascar right now, but maybe we need to plant. Hey, yeah, trees. us maybe. too. Yeah. We have a, we have a project going there, but, awesome. um, drone seed, uh, will, you can get to drone seed through a third party provider who's called generation now, uh, who, if you're contributing to them monetarily, they can direct those funds to drone awesome. seed who's in California. Yeah. Doing a lot of planting there. So smart dudes, smart, everybody that all of those teams are just like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and like, you know, one thing that I kind of love that you said, right. is like, we gotta, we gotta do something about this and we gotta do something about it faster. Right. I think yeah. I can't, I can't remember who said this to me. Um, but it really, it really stuck. Um, they basically said clearly it didn't stuck enough for me to remember their face or their name, but it stuck enough. Um, <laughs> but they, but they, they said, they said, like, do you want to wake up? Do you want to wake up when you're a grandpa and your grandkids are going, wait, you, you knew about this and you didn't do anything. 
Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, right? And I, I, yeah. I literally thought about that and it made me cringe. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Do you have any capacity to help solve some of the world's bigger problems right now, whether you're a, a business owner or even, it, it doesn't matter, even if you're in a nine to five and you're, you've got some free time or you're, uh, you're well off and you're saving some money, put some of that towards something else. Right. Cause yeah. like, I'd never want to be that grandpa and my grandkid be like, grandpa, like you knew about this and didn't do anything. Like what's wrong with you guys? I know. So this is, this is what I've come to understand now though, around, uh, you know, as we developed our mission, healthy people, healthy planet people, if their life, if they're unhealthy in their life, they have no ability to look beyond you know, really it's those, the, the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. If, if your internal needs are not met, if you, if your health, you know, your finances, all these things are not met, you have no ability to look Let's beyond yourself. It. And that's why I say the onus is on corporate corporations, because a lot of people don't, they're unhealthy. And so they're like, Hey, am I even going to wake up tomorrow? Yeah. And so that's where I, I said, you know, if we can make people healthy and enjoy their life that's when they can take it that next level yeah. one beyond and so not only do we have a compound effect on what we're doing uh exponentially trying to to speed up the process of reforestation but we're also filtering out to all these people who may jump on a cause here and there because now the, their life needs are met you know at the very yeah. basic level and so that's so, um, that's so true though like we we always tell people like your big goals don't matter if your health is not there, like whatever oh. your big vision is, if your health is not there, that becomes your big vision. Yeah. Like everything yeah. in secondary. It, it really is. And I saw this all too often in policing. Um, you know, people would, would spend the 30 years on the job, you know, to, to get the golden ticket on the way out with pension, they'd be dead a year later. And that is common yeah. because they just haven't taken care of their health, you know? And so, um, it's one of those situations where I, I, I wish that I had a stronger voice or I wish I could uh, make people see that, you know, the, the path you're on is, is a path to certain death at a young age. And, and all that time that you spent giving to others, you don't are not are unable to enjoy yourself because, you know, you just don't take care of that very, very basic needs. So we're focused on that internally as our internal mission to create health, healthy people. But then, you know, leverage uh, the success there and take that out to the planet. I, I'd love to have like 50 of these companies. I'd love people, yeah. you know, there's Dendra AI. And, and in fact, uh, Chamath Palihapitiya is um, a big investor in Drone Seed. It's, it's in one of his, uh, his investment portfolio. So it's guys like that who are, who are monsters, in my opinion, uh, around tackling climate change that uh, can really make an impact. I'd like to see a bunch more like him. And there are, there are people doing it quietly. Um, but man, we should, we should be out banging the drum and, and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I fly helicopters as you know, and I fly over just Vancouver Island, which is a, a very big logging, uh, community, um, in Canada, even, you know, the, the amount of wood that we produce. And there's a lot of, acreage here yeah. that needs planting and you think about the impact that that could have on the planet you know it's pretty significant so yeah that's amazing man so uh you know obviously there's a lot of people listening to this and they're thinking all right i gotta 
I got to get my health in order first. So for them, yeah. everybody go to purelifeorganics.com and make sure you get your health in order. Um, and then after that, they're thinking, okay, I got to get my finances in order so I can start to start to do some of these things. But along along the path of, of becoming successful, uh, we all kind of have to overcome what well, we have to overcome, period. Right. Um, so my, my question, my next question for you, Todd, is what's maybe the biggest thing that you've had to overcome to get to where you are now? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> there's just been no shortage of it, to be honest. Fear was a big one for me. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, when you, we talk at a, at a very fundamental level, uh, you know, despite being able to teach people to go through a door, you know, with, with knowing there's an armed suspect on the other side and, and being yeah. able to push through that door, no problem. When it came to really believing in my own ability to learn something and then take what I've learned and apply it in a way that actually grows and, and becomes uh, successful and allows me to feed my family. Uh, that created uh, a lot of fear in me. And so I, I yeah. had to really do some reflection and um, you know, that, that takes me back to, to being disciplined and focused and, and reading and learning and, and, uh, but, you know, not getting hung up on, you know, podcast itis or book yeah. reading itis where I, at some point, man, you just have to jump in the water. You, you got to go done. through the damn thing. Oh, too many people are like, you know, I rather you should listen to this. I don't have time to listen to it. You know, yeah. like I, if I do, it'll be on 1.5 speed. Because For everybody listening, Todd is not telling the, you to stop listening to the shit you don't learn in college podcast. It, He's telling you it's to not. then go take action and maybe yes. maybe put us on 1.5x. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, you know, but but the reality is, you know, like I I still I still listen to um, leaders and people who are yeah. providing guidance. That's you know, but there are people who just get hung up in that loop. It, it becomes an and, addiction. It's like an addiction yes. of education rather than an addiction of wisdom. Like wisdom can only be accomplished through action and like uh, getting getting like you you could read a book. You could read a book on how to become the best swimmer in the world by Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah. But until you jump in the pool and start swimming, you're probably not going to be that good. <laughs> Is one hundred percent, and so you know, fear fear of of um, you know belief in myself was a big one, and then can I can all... I ask you something about that real quickly? Yeah, because sure. you know, obviously military trained SWAT, like you mentioned, like you could put yourself in physical harm's danger, like in, in the way of being shot, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yet quitting your job and going after this thing as an entrepreneur. Is, is terrifying to you. I, we had a client, um, Josiah, who's a Navy SEAL, and he said the same thing. He's like, I could I could go on the craziest missions and like, yeah. you know, like knowing that I'm going to have bullets whizzing by my ears, like six inches from my ears, and I'm calm yeah. as a cucumber. And as soon as I got to the point where like I had to quit my, my job and it put my family, my kids, and like their livelihood, like he's like, I froze. He's like, I, I yeah. couldn't figure it out. I froze, right? Like, can you can you describe that to me a bit? Like, we, did you feel that same thing? Yeah, there's there's certain uh, aspects to entrepreneurship that don't exist inside of public service, and that is really, you know, being reliant on 
your own abilities. And, yeah. and so, you know, there's a framework and a structure for going through a door and, and teaching, you know, teaching people to shoot properly and, and the mechanics of, of the business of uh, being involved in high risk operations. But when you are involved in, uh, you know, or starting to learn something completely new, a new language, you have to become fluent in the language. It's very, very daunting and difficult. Um, and then being having to almost speed up that process uh, to a point at which you, in one area of your life, you've, you've mastered a craft. And now, you know, this other area, you have absolutely no real understanding of what the mechanics are that are going to, you know, what the system is that's going to take you to that level to allow you to be able to feed your family and be successful. And so you are completely uh, putting yourself uh, inside of a framework that requires new skills to learn. And, you know, you, you have to ask yourself the same way you did the, the day you went out to try out for SWAT. Do you have what it takes? And, you know, some people um, get tired of, of wanting to answer that question. But I always I always want to be able to answer that question. And, and that's the difference. You know, I when when that question's posed, you know, do I have what it takes? I always want to be able to, to get up and, and uh, be able to um, answer, you know, answer with go an, after an audacious answer yes. the bell, man. Yeah. Answer the bell. Yeah, I, for sure. I love that, man. Um, so one, one last quick one for you, maybe a couple, couple speed round questions, actually. Um, okay. Number one, how would you define success in your life? Whew. Uh, there's a number of, of different ways for me uh, internally being just satisfied with the contribution, con- my contribution to the planet being, um, you know, I, I came into home plate sliding, you know what I mean? Like I gave her all I had and, and, you know, the, I will never success for me is, is going to be going into my pine box with zero regrets. And if I got knocked off today, I'd be totally fine with it. Yeah. I really would. Is there a lot more to do? Absolutely. But there, there is not an itch in my life that I haven't scratched. And I've, I've felt that level of contentment for many, many years now. And so I, I, I feel exceptionally grateful for that. And then, um, you know, the other way I would define it is being able to duplicate that in others. So having that sense of contentment myself and can I do what I did for myself for others? And that's, yeah on me as a leader to be able to, to create that and give people the direction and, and the vision to set them on a path. And that's what I'm working on right now. Oh, I love that, man. That's great. So last couple of questions for you. Number one, is there a book that you've been recommending to people recently? I know we just talked about, don't just go spend time reading the books and listening <sighs> to podcasts, but is there something that you think if people were to go get that book and implement that book would be a great one for people? Yeah, I think uh, it's the classic Think and Grow Rich. It's the one that I go back to most often. Um, There have been so many transformative books in my life, but but that one has just very good fundamentals. And so I would I would suggest that. But you'll find yourself at different phases through your business journey, uh, through your personal journey and relationships that certain books will speak to you. Um, So, you know, I I would suggest that, um, you know, you, you kind of when you're looking for that direction, say on, on mental focus or uh, fiscal responsibility or, um, you know, 
business structure, Rocket Fuel for me was a huge one around nice. That's uh, a good one. Developing business, so so some of those that uh, have those very good fundamentals and and allow you to to establish a framework to grow within. Uh, those are those are some good ones. Beautiful. Thank you, man. Uh, well, yeah. that being said, is there is there anywhere that we can send people to learn more about Todd and Pure Life Organics and what's coming their direction? Yeah, so I'd, I'd come see us at purelifeorganics.com. But uh, the majority of our content, let's say, like if if you, you're doing what I'm doing and sitting all day long, come <laughs> see us at uh, on Instagram at it's at purelife.organics. Um, somebody was kind enough to steal the main one and, and <laughs> <laughs> rip off some of our content like so many people do. But uh, yeah, at purelife.organics, we have uh, breathing classes, mobility classes, all kinds of things happening on that channel um, frequently to um, just have people, you know, get through life a little easier. So those are the two places. Beautiful, man. I'll make sure to check it out myself. And for everybody else out there, make sure to go to Instagram and at purelife.organics. Uh, check it out, <laughs> purelifeorganics.com to, to check out more about how uh, Todd and his team are helping make you healthier. Uh, Todd, thanks again for being on the show, man. This has been a blast. Xander, always. Uh, sorry I'll miss you in Miami, my friend, but I look forward to connecting later in the year. Absolutely. Next time, man. Next time. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. 